Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Then we can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Coming of Age well, Podcast. Yes. Today we have Hi. we have four people on the cast. It's very exciting. I love it very much. Uh, this is Chase Cummins to my right. Hello, hello. And then we have Dan Joplin in Gainesville, Florida. Hey, that's me. And to my right is Benjamin Gelber. Uh, what's up, guys. everyone? Hello. Hey, Howdy doody. So many of you. And, and I'm Alan Lee Sprock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. right, right, okay. That guy's Alan. Thanks, uh, guys. <laughs> wait, who? Uh, Benjamin Gelber. Let me just let me just say side note. Almost was on the podcast one time. And that's yeah. that's in our back cataloged episodes that hasn't been released yet. You will hear um, that episode but eventually. <laughs> man, oh, man, what a fucking time that was. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when I fell asleep. Yeah, uh, and you're on the couch. I didn't sleep for two days. And I was <laughs> nearly dead of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I remember. Well, not nearly dead, but I was really wasted most of that trip. Yeah. We got drunk for a while. Me Halloween and you time. did, like, outside yard work, and then we got drunk for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. I remember the yard work. Yeah, we were, like, laying bricks or something. Yeah, we built the like a... we built the fire pit in my backyard. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Is is building a fire pit really yard work though? Yeah, it was because I it's work in the yard. We but like, you wait, 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 wait. You yard. had to do yard work to build a fire pit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we uh, we had to do some stuff. I, I just remember Chase and... being so fucking wet and sweaty, <laughs> and just like, but doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I have a memory of it. But he said, <laughs> "Hey, me, like, Ben, not guess really what? Helping. I'm all wet and sweaty, but fuck it, I'm doing this." Yeah. fucking doing it i was like you know working at like 50 40 percent i kind of just stood there well you hit your <laughs> you you kept smoking your vape pen and you were just kind of verbally encouraging me as ben, i moved everything ben you're the type uh, of person that will laugh like you'll, you'll just make jokes and gawk at la- uh, yard work things like that and then make yeah. it into a joke and then make everyone quit and go like go do something yeah, else and go do some stupid shit that, you know. <laughs> Is a waste of time anyway. Uh, yeah. He's my friend's really making me feel uncool, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I gotta get shit done. It's okay. And then we got wasted. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Ben, have you watched anything of note that you like uh, recently yeah, that has sparked something inside of you? Um, Are you watching anything at all? Uh, I'm watching Babylon Berlin on Netflix, uh, which I really fucking dig. Okay. That's really cool. I've been debating um, starting that. It's fucking awesome. I could go into it, but like so far it's like, um, I know that's like the most Germany has ever spent on a television show and it really shows. And they go through like the whole Weimar Republic of Germany and they're following like a, a guy after World War One, and all these guys, like soldiers, are coming back, and they're all really fucked up. Um, and it's awesome. It's really cool. A lot of good music. I believe they set the set the period done. They, like they do it good. I believe and Travis Dutton was talking about that actually as well. Like he's been he watching was. a lot of German television, and he was talking yeah. about that. And he was also talking about uh, 
the Same Sky as well. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, the, the espionage show. I have. I, it. I don't have um, Hulu or Amazon Prime. Is what it it's is. on. Amazon. It's on Netflix. Is the Same Sky? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, I watched uh, okay. the first. I watched the first episode and it was fan fucking tastic. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any of this. I I've been meaning to watch Babylon Berlin, but really good. It's really fucking cool. The same sky. I think it, I think that's what it's called. Maybe there's another word like before under the same sky or some shit. It's fan fucking tastic. Like the first episode yeah. was at least so. It's very interesting how they're teaching spies to be like uh, espionage, like sexual espionage, uh, oh, like spies okay. though. Like they're supposed right. to be. Uh, uh, romancing women and stuff like that to get like, so like world what world all did with the um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah with the uh, yeah. fucking uh, for England what, what what the fuck is that family's name the they have the mansion in North Carolina uh, mm-hmm. Biltmore oh, the uh, Biltmore the Van- oh yeah the Biltmore the Vanderbilts okay. or the Vanderbilts no 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 it's it's the Biltmore the Biltmore. Yeah. Bill Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanderpump Rules so yeah <laughs> that yeah he was dating that Biltmore. <laughs> that. As a spy a for the MI6. House. That's a great place. Yeah. I've been there before. I have too. Time. They they have the the chessboard that they set Napoleon Bonaparte's heart on. Uh, fart? Yeah, when they did his autopsy. <laughs> fart. He set his, his heart, heart on. His yeah. heart. A heart. Okay. Yeah. I thought like he farted on a chessboard. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's kind I'm of sh- interesting history, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he has farted on a chessboard. <laughs> if you had yeah. that information... <laughs> That would be yeah. fan fucking test. Well, if they had fucking his fart in a capsule, that would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> we could clone him. His DNA is all We're wrapped gonna up. We're going to clone from your, from your fart, fart. From your yeah. fart DNA. <laughs> <laughs> just get like it's just Napoleon Bonaparte, but he just is like a shit monster. It just <laughs> starts. It starts one of those uh, it's like a ghost fart. Yeah, starts one of those Jurassic Park DNA videos where it's just a little <laughs> strand of DNA coming out of a shit jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your shit. <laughs> Just like I was in Russia's. It's <laughs> 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 disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, have you guys watched Dark yet? The German, uh, like. S- still have not. I really need to. It's, no. it's really, the no, only, the only thing I've seen is the fucking uh, sub, the non subtitle version, the English version with. You chase. You gotta it was watch. Hilarious. Yeah. Watch. Gotta watch, watch it. <laughs> watch it for like two minutes without, like, just with, with English subtitles and not the German way, which you should. You should do it the German way and just Wait, read. Like, we dub- should all do it the German way. Is it way. dubbed over in English or is it? Yes, so, it's dubbed so, in English and the dubs are so fucking. Yeah, the bad. Netflix dub is terrible, <laughs> no. but no. I mean, the show you can watch it in German with English subs, but when you play it for okay. the first time, it's the English dub. It like you have picks to, like, it for you. You have to like pause it and go to the language settings and like set your settings, which is easy, but like if you just watch it with right. the English dub for 10 minutes, the tone is fucked. You're going to laugh your ass <laughs> off. <laughs> You it's probably like, won't continue the show. This isn't supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's very serious. <laughs> this guy is saying this line like it's a comedy. <laughs> it's so, like watching River Money. Uh, oh, God. Dan. Damn it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that Just was, like yeah. no direction at all. And it's like serious performances with people that you didn't know were in the movie. And then he didn't tell you. And, and uh, what's his name? And you guys are doing like comedy performances. And it's just yeah. like so weird tonally. <laughs> it doesn't. It changes like 
within the scene, it cha- like the tone changes in that movie. It's Hell yeah, reshoots. Joss, Joss Whedon yeah. and motherfucking Justice League, dude. <laughs> um, can I just say one thing? Uh, banana spiders, I learned this thing today. Do you guys know what they do to male humans? They kill them. But if you what? get what? if you get bit by a banana spider as a male human, it will it can their venom can give you an erection from like it Ooh. causes blood flow to like right. uh you know your like, dick like fucking supercharge pretty much yeah and it like can nice it can it can give you a fucking like that's how like they use it sign like you know they I don't know exactly what they do synthesize and you know fucking whatever. They use it to make like Viagra and things like that. Um, That's awesome. Because it will give you a fucking boner for like five straight hours that will fucking throb and hurt and is a fucking pain. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I just heard you. about this and read about it on the internet a little bit. My girlfriend told me about <laughs> it. She said the same thing. She said you heard about it and it was critical and then looked it up and was like, oh, it's very true. Uh, <laughs> and that's fucking crazy. Cause like is that uh, why they're called banana spiders? <laughs> right. Like, also, like, they're in bananas. They're just on banana trees. Like everything no, about I think them. Tarantulas are on, are all up. Banana spiders. I think it's because they have the yellow web and they have like an elongated. Uh, exactly. Uh, but thorax. also, they give you boners and yes, and just everything about them is perfect for their name. So they're, they're all I, over the place yeah. out here. Should I go in the back. I know. And test yeah. It out? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I've handled banana spiders before. Like my was, name is oh, Ben you know what? Gelber. It was just when I was twelve and yeah. already had a five-hour erection. Terrifying. <laughs> Those are, things are so goddamn scary to look at. You had to give a science report that day, and your boner hasn't gone away since. <laughs> yeah. Right. See, like it's, it's the it's, sabotage it, of the day. It's like the thing where like a kid in high school is going to be like, "I'm going to take Viagra," and then he has to like tape duct tape his dick down. But instead, <laughs> it's the further version where it's like uh, stoned alone. Did that happened to people. I know one person specifically that someone, yes, well, did that. Name, name. <laughs> well, you don't. Okay, well, it wasn't in my high school, but someone told me, like, uh, the friend told me, but they were from Minnesota. You don't know them at all. Gotcha. That's okay. <laughs> Sam Eckerson. <laughs> there you go, that Sam. That sounds believable. Yeah, yeah that sounds it like is. the it's person the same that would person. happen to. Sounds like his name. That's who it is. And it's just like, yeah, duct tape my dick around my leg. <laughs> God. <laughs> sounds like the worst solution. It's a waistband. You pop it in the waistband. waistband yeah. like well, when it's for. I, I mean, I haven't taken it before, so I wouldn't know. As a young man taking it, I imagine it's pretty fucking strong. Yeah. It's probably, hang a lot of boots on that. It's like speed for your dick. <laughs> but it's um, too much. Like it's it's like that, but instead it's the like, hey, let's go get bit by banana spiders <laughs> and then we'll tape our dicks down. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It took it Dude, took three hours to get to that. So I, it was just. I also the whole time we were having this conversation, I had this weird mental image. You know, like in cartoons where they'd smoke the cigar, but it was actually like a piece of dynamite, yeah. it like exploded. Yeah, that's what I imagined my dick like a predator. Face. Yeah, it, yeah. Just like, I think that was like on. I think that was on Pain Olympics. Like. The demi gorgon, fucking. Yeah, but it's my like, dick. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. <laughs> My dick in the un- upside down place or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then somebody else has an alien dick, and like another dick comes out from their dick oh, hole. Oh no! Ouch! God damn it! Yes. What if somebody had and a predator dick? And fucked video. It's real. Yeah, no, that was on Pain Olympics. Pain Olympics for sure. Oh, oh God, fuck the Pain Olympics. Fuck that shit. That was yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was yeah, a yeah, notorious. Yeah. Let's get back to anything that someone has watched. Perhaps. Uh, okay, I saw Deadpool two. Oh, I thought you had yeah. seen that. No, I never saw it. How did you like it? It's all right. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> did, did you did you uh, like the comedy? It's fine. Did it seem over? <laughs> did it seem overbearing? A little bit. It was overbearing as fuck. Have have you got Dan? You liked it a good bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I lo- I liked it as much as I like any of the superhero movies. Actually, I, I liked it slightly more. I liked it kind of on the level of like a Thor Ragnarok because it's it's a superhero movie that doesn't take itself seriously, which all these ones are doing these days, yeah. and it's just like I appreciated that. I like seeing the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People as the villain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That New Zealand kid. <laughs> oh baby, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. cool. I like him. Uh, I thought Josh Brolin was funny. Honestly, the funniest part of the movie is when Josh Brolin warps back into the t- like the correct time period, and there's those two guys on the truck, and the guy's explaining wiping his ass with baby wipes and how it <laughs> it's like better, like it's the best way to wipe your ass. And I thought right. I thought that was the funniest part of the whole movie. You know, he's totally right. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought Ryan Reynolds blowing his own brains out was pretty good. It was pretty fantastic. W- when he yeah. goes back to fix the timelines and like goes back to him reading the Green Lantern script and being like, "Oh fuck yeah!" and then just like yeah. shoots himself. In oh, the head. that was I didn't my get to parts. see that. I didn't get to see any of the post credit stuff. Oh, oh, it just wasn't part of. Yeah. It wasn't on. Like, it, my admit me died. And I was like, well, I'm tired. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. It's a couple of jokes that you probably, it's probably on YouTube already. They're yeah, literally, the up. Blu-ray is about to come out and they're releasing a bunch of deleted scenes and like scenes that were cut for like being too much. <laughs> and some of them, I, I've, there's one in particular that they just released of him in the X-Mansion, like just trying to act responsible. And the things that he that are coming out of Ryan Reynolds' mouth are just always fantastic. I mean, he's <laughs> he's charming. Like, I definitely like him as Deadpool. I just think the movies are like, st- st- like for all the self awareness, they're still cliched as fuck. That's true. Like, that's yeah. my problem with it. And Deadpool's not a cliche. Well, it shouldn't be. I mean they they need everyone to come to the theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, they gotta sell movie tickets. I know. And you know how. You know how movies are always accused of like um, that they're they're not funny at all. Like certain movies, they have to be like even if it's serious content, yeah. they have to kind of be funny. That one takes it way too fucking far. It's just too funny. <laughs> yeah. And I, like that's a that's a quality where it's like if it's too funny, I, I don't even want to watch this shit. Anymore. Well, every every single moment yeah. you have to be fucking reeling from the laughter because everything's a joke. That it yeah. sometimes will just plateau and you're like. Oh man! Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you guys, like do something else already. Fuck. Please give us a but, moment. I don't need something sappy because it goes. It sometimes goes like that. Like he'll go. He'll go from like one extreme to the other. That it's like, okay, now this isn't really believable anymore. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but no, it just goes back to what was like. They need to. They need everybody to come to the theater. And yeah. like, you can't have Deadpool be. You can't make a movie of the Deadpool comic where he just literally kills 
everyone like yeah. kills no, no. everyone for like th- i get that i'm not i'm not opposed necessarily to them editorializing a little bit to get people into the theater i'm just saying like the plot itself felt cliched like the whole his girlfriend dies at the beginning then he tries mm-hmm. to kill himself he can't die and he keeps trying to get back to her and there's that whole apartment thing where he's like like yeah, stop by the like that all is like a massive cliche and there's like other ways to write the story to like avoid that or shoot it or something. But luckily it's the last Deadpool film and they're going to make X-Force films now where he's not the central character. Well, and that's going to be cool. And he's, and he's probably going to be, they're already like, I I think in pre-production like writing and stuff for uh, the X-Force movie. So it's going to be, I'm done to see X-Force. I mean, I will say I didn't hate the movie. Like I, I was fine with it. It it kind of gave me a headache. (laughs) <laughs> there was one guy in the movie who looked like justin Thoreau from zoolander um he had like dreads in the prison and there was like multiple times where i kept like pausing it and like half like looking up on my phone to double check that it <laughs> wasn't he, justin i Thoreau. swear that's him <laughs> so i was like he's just reprising his zoolander role and that's a hilarious joke because then they're implying that the guy from zoolander with the dreads who plays the fucking records is, is some mutant. kind yeah, of yeah. mutant uh, and it's like, that would a be funny great. joke that would be yeah. very funny and i can see them doing that <laughs> that's why i like kept pausing unfortunately. it unfortunately it's like, <laughs> just like distracting <laughs> but all right guys yeah. let's get in let's get into uh the first episode that we're doing under the coming of age theme coming of age <laughs> namesake baby <laughs> This is our podcast. We're coming of age again. Coming of age. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. Of age. All right. So, before we get into the first coming of age movie that we're going to do in this series, we're going to outline a little bit of the history of coming of age stories, kind of some things that you're like are expected or like necessary for the genre. Um, and we'll start with like where it comes from. Like the term coming of age is goes back to an old German uh, word from the 1790s and we'll have oh you mean bildungsroman <laughs> are you talking about bildungsroman it's bildungsroman oh, yes bildungsroman bildungsroman oh yes it's, a, it's an educational novel or something a novel of the formation of education the culture uh focuses on the psychology the moral growth of the protagonist uh, from the youth to the adulthood character change it's, it's extremely important <laughs> bildungsroman yes you read that outline amazing. That was Wikipedia. <laughs> Good job. Thanks, Wiki. Thank you. Thanks, Internet. Yes, Buildings <laughs> Roman is pretty much a formation novel, which is the formation of our main character throughout the novel. Yeah, well, and it's the it's the grow it, it's him being educated of him like, or her. Like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in our perspective, well, now, now, or yeah. they, or it, or <laughs> shit. Now, <laughs> now, it's shit's perspective. <laughs> It's shit Napoleon's perspective in the new world. <laughs> the connotations we're making with that are terrible. Did you know he farted on a chessboard? <laughs> oh. Please don't come back to that. We can't move that far back. It's there callback. has to be callbacks. <laughs> there has to be callbacks. Uh, All right, everyone try to make as many callbacks as you can. These are the rules of the podcast. 
Um, call the callback. Callback. So <laughs> the the term Bildungsroman, Bildungsroman um, is dated back to a publication from this guy, William Meister. Or, uh, yeah, William Meister and uh, apprenticeship by this guy, Wolfgang Goth. Goth? <laughs> Goth? Goth? In the 1790s. Goth. And... Uh, it, it was it, it was influenced by folklore okay. tales of uh, that are typically about dunces or the youngest child uh, going <laughs> into the world. Yeah, like Mary and Pippin. Yeah, kind of. It's uh, like Mary and Pippin. Uh, in and then they become men. And yeah, they, they, they go seek their fortunes. We have to bring Lord of the Rings into this. <laughs> I, I was going to mention Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> I just think of this, like the time period that it started, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Middle Earth. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, everything <laughs> began there. <laughs> 1790s, Middle Earth. <laughs> they was they started in the Shire, but they ended in Mordor. <laughs> Coming of age. Wow, oh my God. All right, so some of the themes that are like uh, common in this, in like the ultimate theme of Coming of Age, is maturity. Yeah. Um, it's like growing up, um, and in most of these stories, they have to do it gradually, and it's a difficult process. Yeah, and there's a psychological mm-hmm. loss of innocence and a gaining of maturity a lot of the times as well, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's like uh, a shedding of childhood, which is like a traumatic experience, but a lot of like oftentimes. So it, it they're finding, often dark. finding yourself yeah. and coming out the other side. There's of often dark childhood. <laughs> Which is uh, also uh, all these stories usually begin with an emotional loss of some kind, um, which is very similar to just the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. Yeah, similar to a call of action sort of thing. Yes, exactly. exactly. So. They have to go out and you know, they have to go on the journey, find a mentor, go into the cave, you know, feel all the feelings as they come out, <laughs> and they get a sword and stuff, and they slay the beast, and they get a remedy, and they go back, and it's an elixir, and they drink it, and everything goes back to great. Exactly. Yes. You summarize Joseph Campbell the like the fastest I've ever seen anybody do it. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever seen any movies like uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Scare. <laughs> <laughs> Things they like- raped him. They raped him. <laughs> <laughs> Squeal, boy. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> Things Squeal, like deliverance. It. I'm kidding. <laughs> there was no... Uh, they didn't return to society with the elixir in Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they left with an elixir. It just wasn't the one that helped anybody. <laughs> yeah, it was the spunk elixir. <laughs> the spunk elixir. <laughs> Drink this. You'll get a boner. To- oh, why'd you- you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but movies that do associate a little more with it. Yeah, we've got like the well stories well, that stories, associate novels. with it. Novels. So like 19th century is kind of when we see this thing explode, and you get stories like Jane Austen's um, uh, what's it called? Emma. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I'm saying what's it called, which is literally clueless. <laughs> Emma. Emma is clueless, by the way. Yeah. Which is another. That's yeah, a good movie. Yeah. Good. Good movie. Um, yeah. Also, Pride Paul and Prejudice Rub. is a coming of age story. You've, you've got a Dickens, Oliver Twist, and David Copperfield. Those are like. 
very, very few of the examples, <laughs> the 19th century coming of age stories. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Um, a brave little toaster. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, very good. Goes on an adventure. Is that a 19th century a tale? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Toasters in the 19th century. Oh God, that's like a real Toy Story. They all learn that Andy doesn't, you know, truly love, uh, them. <laughs> <Yeah>. Andy, <laughs> love them. Andy came of age off like adopted and children. Then... Andy will never truly love any of them. <laughs> <laughs> like a dolphin loves its babies. My sister just uh, texted me and said, "Buckaroo Banzai is on Hulu. I just started it." I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say my sister just adopted a baby. My sister just adopted a baby and she named it Buckaroo Banzai. And Dude, that'd be an it. awesome fucking name for yeah. that kid. Buckaroo Banzai Lusbrock. Hey, what's up, name. Buck? That is. Yo, what's up, Buck? Banzai. Banzai's middle. Banzai is a middle name. Honestly, pretty. I'll do it. Fucking Banzai. I I would do that. Just name your kid Banzai. <laughs> But going back into like more like a more modern adaptation, even though it's the '80s still, John Hughes as a director is someone who brought yeah coming of age stories in a very popular way. So these coming of age stories that like have been present forever, yeah. Like the Odyssey, the uh, Odysseus's son, his whole t- part is like a coming of age tale. Um, yeah. Like it, they they go back. They've been around for a while. They just didn't get cat like named anything like it wasn't didn't have a name to it until the late 18th century early 19th century oh like intwix lug roman and intwix lung lungs fuck Unwick lungs roman and we roman and lung roman this sounds austrian it's not even like <laughs> it's german as fuck kunstless roman kunstless roman even the germans are like fuck that word yeah <laughs> So, Anwiklungsroman yeah. is the development novel, which focuses more on like the inner development of a character. The can you say that one man? <laughs> Can't pronounce it. Erzi Hogsroman. Erzi Hogsroman. Where is it? Erzi Hogsroman. Erzi Hogsroman. Let me so, try. Let me try. Let me try it. Angry German. Uh, I got it. Interesterroman. Yeah, it's yeah, more like that. There we go. It's, you got it. Interesterroman. Erzi Hogsroman. I'm gonna make a mark. There we go. I just have to be so furious when you say the word. Yeah, it's like really aggressive. These titles, right? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For what should be like a spiritual, like yeah, it's awakening like, sort of a novel. That leave it to the Germans. They make everything sound just very aggressive. Yeah, it, I mean, these are stories that everyone has to go through. Everyone goes from childhood to adulthood. But any, it's any, serious. Yeah. Guys, so. But but it's not this aggressive. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. In Germany, it might be it, very aggressive. <laughs> Well, no, but I guess I guess kind of the point with this movie and everything is even those little things seem really aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, when, when you're in the, when you're in those moments. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not wrong about that, and maybe that's why these German words are the most appropriate ways to categorize them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, you got the education novel, and then the Kunstlerroman, which is the artist novel, which is the coming of age story of, of an artist. Which is like a very specific subgenre, apparently. Um, uh, so, all of this translates into our time as mostly teen movies, um, and a lot of that, a lot of that now for us is defined by John Hughes films. But before John Hughes, you had things like The Four Hundred Blows by Truffaut. 
You had um, Stand By Me and The Sandblop. Yes. <laughs> Those films. It's a good movie. Uh, the Sandlot and Stand, Stand By Me is like the perfect ex- example of how coming of age is like defined, quote unquote, in our society, which is usually it's a male protagonist. It takes place at young adulthood, so teenage, like early teenage years, and it's usually a flashback. Um, and both the Sandlot and Stand By Me are that. They're so the Sandlot's funny. Uh, I, I was listening to last last podcast on the left, and they were literally talking about the Sandlot, and they were like, "The message of the Sandlot is find a bunch of weirdos that are exactly like you, and they're all there, and it's super easy to become friends, and everything will work itself out." <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good message. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not a, a bad good one. Message. Yeah, it's like it totally had one in a million. <laughs> It's it, make good friends. That's the message. Make good friends. And play baseball. <laughs> yeah. And fight the beast. Yeah. Fight the beast. That is a great movie. But within. So those are all your classic examples. Now, John Hughes kind of like flipped all of that on his head. I would say. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think. Most John Hughes of made terrible films. By making lady that. protagonists. He made lady oh, yeah. protagonists. They were not flashbacks. And ultimately, at the end of a John Hughes movie, the message was, don't grow up so fast. It was like the maturity that they gained was, don't rush to be an adult. I mean, you see that in, yeah. in most of his movies. Um, like I, Adam Sandler says in Billy Madison when he grabs the kid's face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't grow up! Billy Madison would be the the literal opposite of the John Hughes message. Uh, it is the it is yeah. the man-child coming of age Ab- story. Abby Doobie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so uh, let me say that, uh, you know that, you guys know that Owen Wilson terrible comedy that I, I never saw, but Drillbit Taylor... Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Do you That's know that that yes, is a adapted script from John Hughes? <laughs> what, really? Oh. That is a John Hughes script that was adapted into Drillbit Taylor. That's insane. I <laughs> should have just thrown that in the trash. <laughs> Apparently he did. Oh Someone picked it up and fucking Someone rewrote it. it up out of the trash like, years later or something. Just did it up and said, hey, this, this is, looks good. This is pretty good. We'll put Owen Wilson in it. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, buddy, come here. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to fight, buddy. <laughs> Why are you Fuck letting... It, I've seen that movie. Why are you letting these guys beat that. these up? Why are you letting these McLovin guys beat you up? It, no? Yeah, he is. <laughs> then they do like a renaissance festival. Yeah. No, no. No, no, no. You're that, talking about role models. Or role models. Role models. Oh, role models oh, okay, okay. Actually That's good. the same yeah. movie, role but models is one pretty funny instead of two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't seen Drillbit Taylor, but... Role Don't models waste your time. You may have. You Paul, may have. Paul though, Rudd going like, you're an idiot. Venti is 20 at the fucking place. They're like, yeah, it's 20 ounces, you fucking dick. It's fantastic. He, that's the one where he says, uh, tell her you miss her whispering eye. You <laughs> <laughs> just said vagina. <laughs> no, it, it, is that that one or is that super bad? That's, that role, models. That? that's role models. That's role models? Yeah. 
Yeah, dog. Come yeah, on, dog. Get your super bad shit. Oh, yeah, God. dog. Oh, man. Oh, Show man. shit in check. Oh, man, man. Shit, man. Well, let's shit. talk about eighth shit. grade. Uh, so, oh, yeah. kind of the Molly Ringwald, John Hughes world. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that to lead into the film that we're talking about today, which is Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham, which I think is more in line with what John Hughes made as coming of age films than the quote unquote traditional coming of age film but it is inarguably a coming of age film but chase also told me some information uh about molly ringwald uh oh yeah tweeting to bo burnham yeah she tweeted well it wasn't today it was like last week but yeah she tweeted at bo burnham and said that eighth grade was the most realistic depiction of adolescence that she's ever seen so that's yeah high praise and she used to be (laughs) adolescent yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking throughout this whole. I mean, of course, that's what we were all thinking throughout this whole movie. Um, I, I, I fucking loved it. Um, it was so mundane, but so dramatic and like, but not like you know overtly like overly dramatic or anything. Well, uh, yeah, it put you in the mind of that like you know what was she supposed to be like? It gave you that anxiety of yeah, eighth 13, grade, like 13, 14, felt, yeah, yeah. It was like honestly, I was just uncomfortable most of the movie. Exactly, you were, that was, was eighth really grade. That was being un- that was being in eighth grade. I wasn't uncomfortable. The point of like I like was squeamish or looked yeah, away. It was very funny as, and entertaining yeah. as well. It, I didn't yeah. feel embarrassed for her. I was just like, oh my god, that is such an awkward like. That is yeah. such an awkward. I'm time just like period. this is this is exactly what I've been through. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so many fucking oh, no. people. I, I I was getting the squeamies. I was getting like yeah, those. yeah, yeah. I got squeamish in yeah. a couple no, scenes, I was fe- particularly oh, the the car, the car the, scene. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. The, the truth there, which was, we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. biggest um, biggest squeam. <laughs> but like that's because you're, you're in her shoes so hard and you feel. You feel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You feel that shit. Yeah. You know. You really feel that. I feel that. I got you. You're probably right. Anyway. Yeah. You. What were we talking? You. You are like in her shoes so hard in that scene. Like you're in her shoes hard. <laughs> yeah, you're it. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. You're Harvey Weinstein in her shoes. I know. Damn. All this shoe. This is mine. This is my shoe. Sign this yeah. fucking contract shoe. I'm gonna fuck the shit out of that shoe. I'm gonna make you famous shoe. I'm gonna come on the plants well, in that shoe. Fuck. Oh, potted plants and shoes. <laughs> That's my favorite, actually. Like, the whole Me Too movement is like, that's its whole thing. That's separate. But as far as this whole Harvey Weinstein thing goes, as far as it's true or not, if he really did jerk off into a potted plant, that's like just an amazing tidbit. That's an amazing little factoid behind this whole literally culturally like shifting thing that's happening right now. He jerked off in a potted plant. Dude, if that was and a fern, you just got to throw that away. Probably. Like, if it's a broadleaf, you can wipe that off. But a fern, that's just, you got to throw that thing away. I'm sure that plant is ruined I forever. Think there's a spray. <laughs> that plant I think needs there's a That plant is pregnant. Yeah. You got fucking Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> there's like a fungus disgusting. spray that you can fucking spray Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you can clean that plant a lot faster if you can clean the emotional damage off. What of is people. everyone smelling right now? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that 
smell. What's uh, what's the? Let's all waft in our minds and our imagination. Okay. <laughs> hey, did somebody put bleach on this fern? <laughs> Who bleached the fern? Harvey. Ew. <laughs> Uh, disgusting. Yeah, it is. So gross. So bad. Okay, so anyway, eighth grade. I'm going to bleach I guess this is... Jizzing on everything is pretty much eighth grade. I mean, that was eighth grade for me. That was just coming on a lot of different shit. I probably came on a potted plant at some point in eighth grade. I didn't. I mean... I mean, pretty much the first fucking, like, 16 years of my life were just daydreaming. (laughs) Like, every every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Daydreams, yeah. Daydreaming about crazy fucking fantastical shit, like, you know, it got it got less so after, but still continued. But like, uh, for sixteen years of your life, you're just daydreaming. Your life's a fucking movie the entire time, which is exactly what yeah. this movie presents itself as. It's, which is true. Like, that's how our life feels. I don't know if that's everyone. You know, it's obviously not everyone, but a lot of us. You know, growing up in America, for sure. Um, that's yeah. that's the feeling. And there are super fucking embarrassing moments that are so fucking haunting. And you feel that shit in this movie. The panic attack in the bathroom before the pool party in this oh movie. That is yeah. so well. That done. was the, honestly the like the, the car ride with uh, whatever his face is. <laughs> Rep, yeah. Raphael or whatever the fuck I don't remember. Aaron, Aaron Ra- Eckhart, Ralph. Take your shirt off. Yeah, that was yeah. uncomfortable. But really, the the pool scene right before the pool, that panic attack, that was the biggest thing. And especially if you listen to Bo Burnham, like how he talks about panic attacks and how he would have them before going up and doing stand up. Like oh that's purely from his experience with it, his him directing that scene, and he does fucking great job i've never had a panic attack in my life i've come i've had a terrible acid trip and that's fucking (laughs) that's very close i'm sure Uh, i've had one panic attack um it was when i was in a restaurant and a baby was crying behind me and like i was like sick and then it like Mm -hmm. and it was like really loud and i just like fucking had a panic attack in the middle of a restaurant um, yeah, you can't fucking breathe. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you can't breathe. You feel like you're dying, and, you, and you're just like, <gasps> yeah. yeah it, it was it's bad. <laughs> the ultimate sense of doom, like your life is ending. Yeah, it feels like life's that, over. That shit sucks. And like, I like, I like how in that scene, uh, Bo Burnham doesn't like break the tension necessarily. Like, it's not like the door opens and like there's a joke or something. You know, it's not like yeah. oh, we're back in reality. It's like she opens the door and she has to walk out then like that's no there weren't extra jokes that was what's great about this there weren't extra jokes there wasn't extra drama it was just like incredibly realistic yeah. it was just like and 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 that alone just in the realism was enough to provide the drama and, and the com- like this bit of comedy and everything that was there too but like just the realism of it i mm-hmm. think it helped a lot that elsie fisher is a incredibly intelligent like talented actress like she's incredibly talented she had like she was hitting the timing of her lines and like I mean like she had a it was it job. was un, it was it was so fucking believable that it was goddamn unbelievable like how well she was doing it <laughs> yeah. it, it seemed real yeah yeah it felt yeah no it, it did yeah it felt real but I felt like the style that he shot the movie in also 
like Pro- provided fantastic yeah, yeah it yeah. like aided it yeah. completely like the way he would use music when like whenever she sees her crush and that fucking oh. that aiden guy or whatever oh, and that fucking yeah. song kicks in or when she's at the pool party and the camera pulls out from like her standing in the window and that song's playing and then it cuts through all the kids like being like weird as fuck oh um, yeah that was great the music in that movie was fucking awesome yeah, it, it was, was really so like, good the music was so good it was like not a realistic style quote unquote like like if yeah. you're watching like the bicycle thief or something like some new new re- like italian it was his style you know? yeah, yeah there was like a style to it but like it still felt so grounded in reality that uh which i think is part of the performances but it was like this really strange symbiosis of like when they would do like the montages and also like her vlog when it'd be like an you know not necessarily uplifting but just real moments they would have this fucking that like just arpeggiating synth in the background that was just fucking carried shit so high and i loved the feelings i was getting i don't know it's it's really good the music supplemented so well i'd love to well i'd love it's a it's a woman i can't remember her name that did the original score and Andrea uh something yeah she's it was, like a a tout like a fame i don't know i feel like she won like best album or pitchfork gave her like best album of the year a couple mm. years back well huh. i want to check but out her like shit. similar to that music yeah it's fantastic yeah. also what really i think put you in her point of view and like what was the most effective is how in the middle of these scenes the audio would cut out and you'd hear the three beeps and then it'd go into one of her youtube speeches and it would just play over the scene and i felt like all of those were used at the perfect moments and it like really put you into her point of view Mm -hmm. it really made you feel like you were like there like you were that kid again um which I don't know. It's just an interesting stylistic choice, but it was like really effective. I thought. Yeah, it I was. Mean, the moment I left the theater, I was like, "I'm glad I don't have to live that anymore." Yeah, like, I'm so glad I'm past that <laughs> yeah. because that it's like it's not that it made me squeamish or uncomfortable. It's just like you sense the vulnerability that she's going through. Yeah, and you're just like, "Fuck, goddamn it, get past it." And like you have to sit and watch the movie, you have to feel it. And then you keep seeing her like get close to getting past it, and then like something Some, else, yeah, some yeah. shit happens. But it's like ultimately at the end of the movie, it, it it's kind of like what we were saying with the John Hughes films. It um it it takes place over the course of a week, and it's like she's trying to grow up too quickly. And then at the very end, like that 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 dinner date with the Gabe kid. Which was super charming. I fucking love Gabe. Gabe's love so Gabe. Gabe. best. Love Gabe. Love yeah. Gabe. Um, and then everyone it, does. It kind of like illustrates like, like she's in the right place and she doesn't need to grow up too fast. Like she needs like her realizing that she just needs to like enjoy yeah. where she's at. Is well, it's like the through her thing. vlogging, you know, like the 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 pressure to be you know gorgeous as like a young woman and like being popular and all this stuff she kind of just realizes that it's all you know kind of bullshit and like actually live her life you know in a in a different way by the end of the film yeah so she she does end up maturing a little bit but then instead of like going from childhood to adulthood she just goes from childhood to being like i just need to like yeah be me which even like it like i don't need at to the grow pool up. party like yeah. she's still even though she goes through all of that she ends up karaoke after yeah. and like literally like still has a good time 
just by being like, okay, like I need to get out of this headspace. Like you, you can just have fun, just be yourself. I love that they didn't let you hear her sing and it was just, it, it wasn't like this cringy, yeah. like watching her sing karaoke and all the people just watch her no, do it. No, it was just, it just had yeah. the uplifting of like, yes, her doing it. She's doing and it. And the way, what probably it sounded like to her was just like, yeah, fucking I'm doing it. So it sounds great. Yeah. yeah and she, and then she's like giving the YouTube thing over top and it's like this, and yeah. the speech is about her overcoming her fear and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. It was just so well executed. <laughs> so can we talk about uh, the mother of um, the the like bitchy girl? How yeah, how was, she she seems to have a crush on uh, Kayla's father, the dad. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was gonna be a way bigger arc, which is fine that it wasn't at all. And it was, it was totally nothing. Fine. Yeah, no. But I like right away, which is just like, hey, detail. where's your dad? Like yeah. at the boulevard. Like, yeah, and she like <laughs> she just like looks for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then she's married, and the guy, the dad with the cake, and he's like, "I picked up this goddamn cake at eight o'clock this morning." <laughs> I'm gonna fucking eat it. It's not time for the cake yet. I picked this goddamn cake up at eight this morning. <laughs> it's so good. I picked up this cake over two hundred times. <laughs> so it, also, why would you have most quiet award at your fucking? I, they school? did it at our school. I, I know, but why would you like that? I know just it's just to make it feel. I bad. know like, it's. I know it's a thing, but it's like that's fucked. Yeah. That's so fucked. It's super fucked. Yeah. Most hey, shy. we know you hate being recognized, so come here. We're hey, gonna recognize you for not liking yeah. it. Like, find yeah. some other quality that you can give. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, hey, this kid doesn't talk at all. Hey, everyone, look at this kid. Speech, like, speech, speech, <laughs> speech. <laughs> it's Game of Thrones in there, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you look really good. Uh, just want to let you know. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> she's so awesome when she's talking to other people and she, like just how she coordinates herself. It's so fucking good. And I like, especially at the end when she's giving her whole speech to the bitchy girl and just like being like, mean girls, yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah, you're really mean. And like, it's not cool. And like, uh, like she ends yeah. it on a uh, saying and, which is the best. <laughs> she's like, and, and then she walks away and I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's so great. And she doesn't like look at them. She looks down at the ground. Yeah. She's yeah. looking down at the ground yeah. the whole time. When she's just is like vomiting it out, and it's just yeah, it's the pain of like her not being like, I this is awful. I don't want to do this, but like I gotta do this. Yeah, that and was just, like oh, it was great. Yeah, the scene where she gives her the note like in the uh, like the cafeteria, and the little the other one oh. like not the main girl was just like what? Was <laughs> like, oh god, damn it! Yeah, Couldn't, it would just like oh, it was painful. It was, but like Bitch. you hate them. Yeah, you, you what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's so but terrible. Yeah. When she like Instagram messenger and he's like, "Hey, so my mom told me to invite you, so this is me doing that," and you're just like, <laughs> "God damn, you suck yeah. so hard," and your birthday's gonna be sick. <laughs> Though when they were when they were in the car, Good when the bitchy girl dead. and her mom were in the car, um, and she was like, "Nobody uses Facebook anymore, mom." I was just like. Oh shit! Do they not use Facebook anymore? Yeah, they don't. They use Snapchat. <laughs> That's literally and Instagram. what uh, Bo Burnham said it in an interview. Uh, he's he's on this podcast called Good One, 
where they talk about jokes and he was just talking about his last stand-up special and then uh, this movie as well promoting it and he talks about how they would rewrite the script uh with the kids like perspective because there was there was things that were wrong that like weren't up to date because yeah. of, because of how it is now like it, Dude, you couldn't you couldn't have that perspective so, so like literally he he wrote a part with it like being like facebook like it was probably like one of the messaging parts like where she messages them on instagram it was probably something like that and literally uh the LC child sure. actress was like lc yeah we don't they they don't use we don't use facebook yeah no one uses facebook and so he's people, like and he's uh, like he's like oh what he wrote it in as a joke because that's what like he found out when talking to her and that's what she said. She was like, nobody uses Facebook. And so he was oh. like, that joke is actually what Elsie Fisher said when she read the script. Yeah. And then they changed <laughs> it to Instagram and Snapchat. Cause that's what the kids use now. Did you guys notice uh, Bo Burnham on the school announcements? No. Did you notice his voice? No, I'm pretty fucking sure it was. It sounded exactly like him, but uh, I remember just, I can't remember what he was talking about, but it was just like something over the announcements. It was totally his voice. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, it's like Stanley moment or some shit. Like, <laughs> it's a good Tarantino moment. <laughs> That's what Tarantino always did. Or Hitchcock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of directors do. I thought it was, you know. I noticed it. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I hope he makes more movies, honestly. Fuck. Scorsese. Scorsese does it. No, uh, uh, he did it in Taxi Driver, though. He's yeah. the guy in the cab who's like, I'm going to kill that woman. Like she <laughs> fucked. She fucked up. Well, no. She, he he also did it in um. What was that? Nick Cage and uh, John Goodman one. They were the ambulance drivers. Uh, bringing out the what? dead. Yeah, he what did. He, he was. That? He was the. Uh, it's a '90s. He was movie. the the, the dispatcher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He let's, was the dispatcher. Let's all say Quentin Tarantino's lines in his in his movies. Those are good lines, right? Uh, to say on a podcast, uh, just, yeah, you just drops say, the N word. You, <laughs> you just mean the N word. Yeah, thanks. With the hard R, though. You're just trying to get You're just trying to get yourself demonetized. But but Samuel <laughs> Jackson was standing there, so it's fine. Hey Samuel Jackson, you cool with this? All right, let's go. Running action. <laughs> Spike Lee is like, you can't say that, and Samuel Jackson's like, you haven't made a good movie in a while. He's making good movies. He can say whatever he wants. Is it? Samuel Jackson is the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's when like it comes to that. He like gave him permission. He gave. He gave Tarantino permission. Oh, God. I'm the key. Listen, master. listen, listen. It's fine. We have one on set. <laughs> oh, He's no. in the film. All right? All right. Hey, cool uh, if I make this whole movie about it now. <laughs> the main character is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a totally like way more complex version of Go Fish, and it's really fun. You should try it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and you would and you would know that if you had ever tried it. But you, you're just too busy trying to be cool. And it's just like it's not cool. <laughs> it's perfect. That's exactly yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> God. So the time capsules were super uh like uh, that was a fantastic Bookends. trope that they had in that movie as well. Just with her digging it up and like fucking you know, just having all this anguish from her past self as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, uh, it is so fucking awesome. Her dad is, just, uh, her dad is the Her best. dad did a great job. Yeah, just, uh, uh, I, hope, I hope whatever we're doing here today is, is positive. positive. Yeah. What, what are we, what are we, uh, what are you burning exactly? 
Oh, just my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. dude, no. Okay, so as a dad and everything, like watching this movie, like, <laughs> it's true. oh my yeah. god, like w- the dad talking about sh- uh, the the girl asking him, like, do I make you sad? Like, I because I would be sad if like I had a daughter like me, or if my daughter turned out like me. Like, it, dude, so many things and th- 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 things that I will get to with Sawyer and everything. But even now, just like being like when I I, I am. I am not made sad by him, but it's the same sort of thing. It's like it it is upsetting to see him sad and to see like it or or, or like see traits from me that like uh like getting frustrated with things that yeah. like he's he's gotten from me and seeing him deal with that and knowing that he has to deal with that and like get be able to get past it and everything. It it was a whole a whole nother fucking layer to it, like watching it with with dad eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I'm fucking like, sure because, yeah. because the dad the the dad daughter relationship in this is fucking incredible. It's crucial. And it's crucial. It's a huge thing in the film and the sequence when she comes home from the bad car ride and she the camera follows her inside, it's all that handheld, and then and she comes quiet. in and all you hear is dad the dad going, Hey, is everything okay? Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you just hear him saying that and it's just like that's the only sound you hear and she runs up the stairs and then she shuts you out of the room just like she shuts her dad out of the room so you're no longer with her then her youtube monologue kicks in and he goes in to comfort her that scene fucked me up like it told you so much about their relationship and about how he feels about her and about the place that she's in in that moment it's so hard like it's yeah josh hamilton for president it was dude. such that was such an emotional he, like sequence, dude. He's so oh, and and good. the just the room being all fucked up and everything. Like she smashed a bunch of shit in the mm-hmm. room. Yeah, you don't know that. You just see you, so you see suddenly it. notice it. Yeah, you yeah. just suddenly notice it like out of the corner of your eye. It's yeah. that was good. That was good. It was yeah. It was really effective. Good. Oh my lord. Effective. Yeah, and I love how the camera stays back. It doesn't go with him into the room. It's just like he goes in to comfort her, and then you, we as an audience stay back and just kind of watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about, like, the shadowing as well, like with the high schooler, Olivia. Um, that was, like, unexpectedly positive. I honestly... Th- oh, I was so, so thankful for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was such a relief. <laughs> yeah. I really... I was like, oh, man, what is this going to be like? And then it was just like... you. At first, you're like, oh, wow, this is great. But, like, where's it going? You still yeah. think that yeah. something, you know, crazy... And something does happen, but I not in the way that I would have thought. I would have thought that maybe, like, it Olivia a, was being a little fake or it something. It happened in a much but more she realistic was so, way. She, she was very genuine. Which is awesome. Yeah. It was a good positive force in her life, in Kayla's life, which is fan fucking fantastic. Like her calling her and just being like, "Oh my god!" I just like didn't know if this was cool. And uh, oh my god, it's so cool. That's why I gave you my number. You know, <laughs> this is what it's for. Yeah, they're awesome. And she like puts and like uh, she gets invited to the mall and she like drops her stuff. She's like, "Oh, she like oh freaks out god. and then calls her back." It's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Yeah. Like my reception is just like totally weird. <laughs> that was so, so adorable. Yeah. yeah, it's oh very adorable. Adorable in a lot of scenes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I, I thought the banana scene was... Oh, shit. The funniest oh, shit. Yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> funniest part of the movie, for sure. I even I even wrote a note about it in my phone. I'm pretty sure you just yeah. you hate bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
the way it like kept unfolding, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> the sound of the sound of the banana hitting the dead shirt. Oh, so good. Really, um, <laughs> really great banana sound. Yeah, I just, <laughs> like the whole. Dunk. Dunk. It's, it's, it was just it was a nice like big comedic moment that like exactly. there, were, there were like there were like these little bits but it was so realistic again of like in life like you have like these little bits and then sometimes you have something fucking really embarrassing and like like movie level funny happen in your life and like that's that's that scene well, yeah. that's what I was just gonna um, say that's exactly I love your fucking brain Dan cause it's exactly it was literally set up like a fucking comedy bit it was almost like American like, Pie it, and it, it was, was just, just like it was just cut together rated. you know yeah. and realistic as shit but it was literally fucking classic comedy classic writing comedy yeah. yeah it's fucking great it was so good that just that whole bit of her like learning like uh that uh aiden wants like these naked photos and then telling him and he's like do you do blowjobs and then her looking up blowjobs and then her throwing (laughs) throwing her phone and breaking it while she's looking it up and her dad comes in and then moving on to the banana scene like (laughs) like things that are uh banana shaped afterwards yeah it was all so good it was so so good Oh my god! <laughs> the whole scene where she like crawls under the desks to go talk to Aiden was hilarious. Yeah, as well. that was awesome. Do you do you give blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> She's oh like, what? <laughs> that fucking guy! God damn it! Yeah, that kid was that kid was so shitty, but it was so funny. He was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah, it was for the so role. funny, like the, the shit yeah. with him flexing and like the fucking fucking hot guy muscle music playing. Yeah, shit. Hey, he's just like. <laughs> Little tiny boy. I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just really liked Gabe. Oh, Gabe, no, Gabe, Gabe, was, Gabe was so good. Gabe I just swam really all the way under the the hold your uh, like breath underwater contest was great. Yeah. Yeah. Just him introducing himself, like you're just like, Man, I hope that character comes back. Yeah. All of all of it. You wanna see me do a handstand in the water? Oh, there's too many people. Yeah, the water is definitely not calm enough. He tries it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me try it one more time. Let me try, I'm going to try and do a handstand again. Yeah, the, the water's definitely not. Yeah, 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 there's too many people here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been that kid for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was that kid. Yeah, for sure. I still am that kid. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, um, I really liked Gabe, and I loved them, you know, having the little the little date thingy at the end and everything. But then I was really like, I was like, God damn it, when they made the Rick and Morty joke. The Rick and Morty <laughs> joke. Honestly, was, I thought I, I I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was very no, appropriate it was well. appropriate. It was appropriate, and it was just upsetting because was, I, was, I was like, I like that show, but that was an appropriate joke for thirteen year olds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, but that show is appropriate for thirteen to forty. That's what I'm saying. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's Adult Swim. Like, what were we doing? Like, come on. Yeah, no, I was watching Adult Swim since I was like eight. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, of course they're fucking watching it. And like, I don't know. I I love that he's just like, uh, if you need another sauce, like, uh, I like all sauce. <laughs> I like all sauces equally. So it's fine if you want another one. <laughs> and then I got and then he's like, sauce. you know, we could use. 
Set you one aside. Uh, Marty, we need... The, and he just, like, starts doing... Keep doing the voice. <laughs> Marty, the keep voice. doing the voice. <laughs> so good. <laughs> also, his archery, uh, like, certificate as well. So good. He's like, uh, let me just move this real quick. Um, it's, Actually, did you want to see this? Uh, it's stupid. You don't want to see this. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I might want to. Oh, it's just something stupid. And, like, she's like, oh, I think it's pretty cool. And he's like, well, I think it's stupid. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's stupid. So, <laughs> um, should we? But, I mean, that that harkens back to like her with her fucking phone when she's like talking about the nudes under the desk and everything. She's like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing!" Like, oh you, yeah, oh my god, oh this that's is, so I can't like believe, I've, I can't believe I've this done just that. Yeah, I've done that for so many times. That. It's so yeah. It's so it's such a terrible quality in a human. Yeah, you're just like, oh, ha, ha, oh my god, oh never mind, and then you realize the person didn't notice, and yeah. you just are like, oh my god, oh it's, wow, it's oh, this it like psychological <laughs> yeah. trick that you think you can play on people when you're young. Yeah, and you even like, there's like times you do sometimes. it to your parents, and you're like, you look back, you're like, man, I was a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It was I didn't I, work at all. What was, was I trying? Hundred percent transparent. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone knows what you're doing. <laughs> so terrible. Capacity down to zero. Should we talk about um, the car ride? Suppose so. I suppose I think we should talk about we the sh- car ride. We should talk about it. So obviously, right at the beginning of the scene, where uh, okay, so the, well they leave, they leave them all. They leave them all, uh, and they've had a great time. Like the 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 high school girl, like she has been super nice to her and everything. And then, yeah, you see him taking t- uh, the one of the two guys that are there at the mall taking uh, both of Olivia. them home. Olivia is that? Yeah, is Olivia, Olivia, yeah. Olivia it? and Caleb. Yeah, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like the whole thing where it's like, hey, I'll drop y- you off first, Kayla. And then it's like, no, as don't worry about it. Is. It's fine. You're close. And you're like, oh, well, no. What's I, what's gonna happen? I started getting the weird vibe there, but when he parks the car. You're like, well, yeah, that's this the fucking gonna, word. This is oh, well, when you, terrible. well, yeah, no, when he parks the car, you're just like, is Bo Burnham really going to put a rape scene in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, no. Um, I honestly, but I think that I didn't, I think he understood that far. But well, I think he understood that all of us were going to go there. Like, this is about to be, like, this is going to be something sexual and uncomfortable. Like it immediately you, you go yeah. there, right? So he knew that, and then he still makes it incredibly traumatic without anything actually happening. Like yeah. she stands up for herself, and he like let like backs off, but then he manipulates the fuck out of her, but uh, yeah. by telling her he's trying to do her a favor, and then she is so ashamed that she says, "Don't tell Olivia." Yeah, it's like a thing where like she's sorry and she regrets the moment. Y- yeah, and well, that's yeah. the fucking worst, and that's literally reality. That's, that's gaslighting. Baby. That's what happens. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> exactly. That's the. Oh, that, that's the psychological manipulation, but that's all he had to do. And like, where our he knew where our minds were going to go with it, and then what we got was like less than that, but it was still almost just as bad. Oh yeah. yeah. He made it. He made it believable. It was the implication. Yeah. It flowed. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It, it didn't need to go as far as you know something right. like. She didn't. Yeah. No. I, I, said, I, was, I said. Ray, I said. I didn't yeah. mean like. I thought it was gonna be more like a molestation. Yeah. yeah. It didn't feel like. It didn't feel like we were watching that movie Thirteen hmm. with like Evan Rachel Wood, where it's all about like really 
fucked up shit. Yeah, it, it definitely like it stayed in the realism zone. Right, exactly. The mood was it, it wasn't some high school sociopath. Yeah. He was just right. like he was just an asshole. It yeah. didn't need to get dirty like that. And I th- I don't know. I think I th- he did really well with that scene. I think he painted a picture. Yeah, he painted a realistic picture without actually like crossing a line in terms of like right. what he showed the audience. What a fucking creep. Yeah. Just like in a neighborhood, like just stopping. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's fucked up. Ugh, that guy sucks. Black blackballed in fucking Hollywood for the rest of his he life. Was, <laughs> he just he just almost like looked like the kid that she had a crush on, but like a couple years later, like yeah. that that was that kid a couple years for later. Sure. Yeah, for oh, sure. Do sure. Do she? For sure. Well, I love I love also the line uh, when they're when they're at the mall by the other friend when he's just talking about like when did you get Snapchat, and he's just like fifth grade. And it's just like you got fucking Snapchat at fifth grade. You, are you are are you serious? We're not the same fucking generation. And Olivia's like, no, we're the same generation. She's like, no, we're not the fucking same generation. <laughs> Things are moving a lot more quickly. And Bo Burnham even talks about that in that same interview uh, from Good One. He talks about how like generation gaps are getting smaller and smaller because of the technological advances, and especially because yeah. of like app usage now. So apps are always changing. The apps that people are using in like as they're coming up in their critical years are changing as well. So the gaps are getting a lot smaller in like what you in what you can do. That's fucking insane. When was the last time you guys hung out with 18 year olds? Um, uh, people born they, in the year 2000. They, they, I'm 29 now. They so sat beside behind I, me in I the, with them in the hereditary movie. And do you feel like they're new? Fuck, like they're like a different species of human. No. Okay. So just yeah. just uh, like this past really? weekend at uh, at Sawyer's birthday party, all of a sudden, all my cousins started singing a song. Dude, that was so fucking. And weird I was so, it was so weird. It. I was fucking freaked out because like I've been that person who like starts singing a song and like all my friends and I start singing a song and it's like a song from when we were young or something. It, I had no idea what was fucking going on, and I was like, what is happening? What is happening right now, guys? And they were like, it's the Phineas and Ferb theme song. And I was like, Mm-mm. what the fuck? Yeah. Um, because, like, I've heard of that show, but I was just like, that never also, entered into any of my fuck fucking... Yeah. 15 of you yeah. know how to sing this song all together in unison. Like and it was that. just yeah. such a weird thing. And, like, they're, so they're just weird. like... They're, they're just like, like us 22, breaking you know, out into like cat 21, dog. 22. It's like but it's just, like, just that far. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird. Cat dog. It was at that real strange. At that point, you go get grab Bohemian Rhapsody, and you go, no. If you're gonna sing a song in unison, I'm, you're gonna sing. They this probably song in know unison. Bohemian Rhapsody too. They, I'm sure they know that as well. <laughs> like that's they that's probably, not a song from my youth. But it's, yeah, you'd like, have to sing something it's not like nearly as culturally relevant. Cow and chicken. To us or <laughs> you sing some Nickelodeon like '90s shit, and they're like, what? Yeah, you get yeah. the Hey Arnold theme or something. I was okay, thinking that, but all hey I can Arnold think theme? is Helga Pataki going, Hey Arnold! I but can't think boom. of the actual song. Have you guys yeah. watched Hey Arnold recently at all? No. I have watched, no, but that ghost train I have watched it very, scary. very much since. I probably haven't watched it in like two years, but I've watched it two years ago, and it's fucking great still. It's so good. <laughs> the music from that show, like I know why I love music now, because I used to watch that show all the time, and the guy that does the music, composes the music, is it's super jazzy and technical, and like 
jazzy New York music. Dude, like so good. They used to have some fucking show. great. I mean, they still do have great people doing like music for cartoons and shit. Like Mark Mothersburg, didn't he? He started. He did like Rugrats oh, yeah, and shit. He did yeah, everything. he did. He did yeah. like a bunch of different cartoons. Rugrats had a fantastic fucking music. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Ba ba. Bo Burnham as a director making this is so fucking perfect. Just obviously because it's from his experience, which I think is so fucking awesome. I mean, obviously it's very, you know, it's, it's a life experience kind of thing that everybody goes through as well. Like anyone can kind of relate to this, but also just him being the kind of growing up in the early stages of YouTube and like becoming famous through that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really fucking awesome. He does it so fucking well. And like, obviously he portrays a girl that, he, first of all, he portrays a girl that doesn't necessarily become famous, and he portrays a girl instead of a guy. No, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. is He wasn't I, – I saw an interview him talking about uh, the movie, and this was him like trying to take a little bit more of a step out of his own because of his, his comedy is so personal yeah. and everything. Um, that this is this was him trying to get a little bit more out of his own head and, and do it from another perspective, yeah. uh, rather than from his. This is what this isn't really necessarily like his story. Is I know, this, I know, this is, I know it's this, not. Yeah, but it takes little pieces of it. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, you'd fucking write. And I'm you sure write what you know. You know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's just. But he successfully wrote a story about a young girl in middle school that is incredibly realistic. Yeah. yeah, that is, and all of his fans are thirteen-year-old girls, which he talks about as well. And he he like almost did Not it. All of his fans, a lot of his fans, like eighty-five <laughs> percent of his fans, he even says are like thirteen-year-old girls. And then it's like, dude, and then it's like dudes who are like kind of like witty stuff and dick jokes, <laughs> which is us. And uh, I don't know. It's it's super interesting that he talks about why he didn't pick a guy as well to like do this film with like a, uh, a protagonist as a male because it would literally just be about Fortnite. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and like, that's Fortnite. like what you see in the other like guy characters as well. Like you don't see like a lot of like uh, uh, 13 year old girls are very emotional and uh, like, more honest with themselves <laughs> way yeah, w- way more than 13 year old boys yeah i was pretty sure i'm just playing a lot of like warcraft 3 yeah. at the time <laughs> yeah I, I was playing a lot of zelda and like uh halo and shit at the time yeah, i was smoking weed which definitely is i mean that should make for a good story yeah that is a good story smoked, it's made a lot of stories i, I did more drugs i smoked alone. so yeah. much weed you did more drugs then? Is that what you just said? Well, I ate a pot brownie when I was in seventh grade, and that changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how did it change everything, though? I, I, I'm sorry. We, we have to. I have. To, you have to tell this story. Give us your uh, life tale. Your whole tale. This is well, this is told, the story really, of seventh grade. Story, yeah. So my brother, who was a deadbeat asshole. <laughs> Addicted to cocaine and drugs, brought back a batch of brownies in the morning. And my mom had already gone to work, and my dad obviously had gone to work. And we were walking to the bus. So I ate the brownies, uh, thinking that they were just like brownies. And I was like, fuck yeah, brownies for breakfast. Um, <laughs> and then 
later I was sitting in like English class and uh, yeah, every it felt like a reverse funnel. Just like all the sounds just went like my right ear went dead and my left ear was just like I could hear everything reverberating <laughs> and it felt like I was in a, a cathedral and then I broke out into the coldest sweat and I was like, I gotta go home. And then I saw the movie Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah later that day. <laughs> And I swear to God, that's a true fucking story. And I was stoned in the theater. I was stoned in the theater. Yeah, like 14 hours. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. How was Beauty Shop? It was really good. I love Queen Latifah. She's she's an amazing woman. I don't remember. Girls trip I don't remember that movie fucking at all. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, What's, you were 12 guess, and high. Like how about, how about that Steve Martin, <laughs> She's in the Queen Latifah, bringing down the house movie? Remember that piece of shit? Oh, oh my I God. I forgot about that movie. Steve that movie. Martin quit doing stand-up comedy and started doing terrible fucking movies. He yeah, did it. it. He stopped doing jerk. stand-up on principle. He's doing it now. He and did that then, Martin Short special. And then did that shit. Oh, dude, you, he's a banjo player. That's really what he is now. He's just like, I play banjo. Dude, that special was something that parents all over, like 50-year-old parents all over the country love. Did you watch yeah. it? Cause I, yes, I did. No, I liked it, too. I couldn't, I I couldn't finish it. Like, I was, oh, really? I, well, I, don't, I can understand that. It wasn't, I, I understand that. It wasn't because it was super bad. Out? It was just like, I was like, I'm not into this right now. Yeah, no, it's like, it's something that parents like to watch. Yeah. Anyway. This film's fantastic. We all fucking enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. And I can't wait to see more from Bo Burnham, honestly. Like, this is not... Uh, his first film with A24, and this is what he creates. Like, come on, Bo Burnham. This, like, is, this is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I Bo just, Burnham, like, even just his comedic career. Like, are you guys Bo Burnham fans? Like, do you like what? Yeah. Have you seen... Yeah. Uh, what, what was his last one before... Okay, happy, so yeah, Ben. Happy uh, uh, make, happy. make happy. Make happy. Which ben, have you seen Make Happy? No. Okay. Well, it's as incredible. a as a man who says uh to liking his com- comedic stylings, you need to watch Make Happy. Um, I yeah. like. Have you seen what? I haven't seen any of his comedy. Do you think he, okay. Do you think he likes okay. Yeah. Okay, Ben. I've watched him. I've watched him do like roundtables with other comedians. And to be perfectly honest, they were shitting on him the entire time. Of course they are. Time. Because he's not a comedian. He's, he's not traditional at all. He's not yeah. a comedian. He's a fucking showman is what he is. Yeah, yeah. he's he makes yeah. shows. Yeah. So what is what really made me like Bo Burnham? Because all throughout high school, I mean, we were all watching Bo Burnham videos and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a little too like, you know. He's really witty. He'd make Helen Keller funny. jokes and stuff like that. And that's was that was like what he that's a thing. That was what he yeah. did. He's not that person anymore, obviously. Right. Uh, I mean, and he even talks about that as well. He's like, I'm ashamed happy. of those. But well, he's grown up. What and make yeah. happy? Make happy is fucking impeccable. Yeah, yeah, it's and a perfect show. It, it, you really need. And a, it's like it gets into heavy shit. I mean, it, it's the eighth grade of live TV, <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> as fuck. I like him. I'm gonna watch Dude, it. Just from his I, first special, "Art Is Dead," that song "Art Is Dead." That's been oh yeah, one of my favorites for. It's so ever. good. Yeah. I love when he's. I, I, I can't remember if it's in what or 
I think it's in what, where he's doing the song, like, if you don't know what to say, just repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat stuff. <laughs> and he's just like talking about a song and he just lets to repeat stuff so many fucking times that it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. And it's yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love his make happy and make happy. He does the pandering bit and the, uh, uh, <laughs> stoned versus, uh, drunk. Making a peanut butter Banging and jelly a peanut butter jelly is so yeah. good. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's actually pretty funny. <laughs> well, and it's yeah. expertly executed. <laughs> I think with him, it, there is like, I often apply it to music a lot. Like, uh, like I missed a critical period. And for some reason or the other, I can't get into something. Oh, it's like yeah. Modest Mouse. I understand. I didn't listen to Modest Mouse when I was younger, like in high school and shit like that. So me trying to listen to them now... I don't have that like in my past. It just sounds like high school music, but not you. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, <laughs> like, if you guys were watching Bo Burnham in high school, I was wa- like listening to the Dice Man coming. But, I thought but, Andrew Dice Clay was the shit. But even wait, even what? then, yeah, you like Andrew Dice Clay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fucking I we I like I used to that do totally the makes nursery sense. rhymes yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, but but look at his little gold. I love the fucking Dice Man. If I could go up on stage and like wear like leather. A leather jacket with gloves and shit. I probably you do can. It. You uh, totally will can. Eventually, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I understand that perspective, but I'll also say that there is another perspective, which is mine, which is I had friends. <laughs> which <laughs> is better. Which I had friends. No. I had friends that were into Bo Burnham <laughs> and showed me them all the time, but I was I didn't care and I didn't like him in high school. But it was more yeah. like after going, like after I had already known you, like through college, both you guys, and uh, like like after I had left college, like 2013, living with Travis Dutton and Zach Grebus is when I got kind of brought into what Bo Burnham is sort of now, more so. Like, because that's when he came out with what? It was like in 2013 or something like that. And that stand-up special, I was just like, when they, they put it on, they're like, oh, Bo Burns do stand-up, stand-up special. And I was just like, oh, all right, let's watch it. <laughs> I mean, let's I'm going watch to watch it because I know that I'll like and it. And then I watched it, I and I was like, just oh, watch Make Happy. This guy's then... a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a genius. Yeah, he's very he's smart. He's very smart. His, his mind ticks in a fantastic way. Ooh. So, yeah, keep making movies, I'll Bo Burnham. It. Baby boy. <laughs> Please. Baby boy. That's from uh, what Eternal baby, uh, baby Eternal baby Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, and then oh, we baby. kidding is coming we watched out. The, like twenty minutes of that the other day. <laughs> got real sad. Have you seen the preview for uh, Kidding yet? The what? Showtime it's series Jim, with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and Mike Michelle Gondry. Yes, yes. No fucking. Is way. that gonna be on your Amazon account? Yes, that like, yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. it will. Great. Is this a movie? And it's the password and the show. username oh. is. It looks incredible. It's a show. It's be a show. Michelle Gondry's writing a TV show with Jim Carrey playing, and he's playing like a Mister Rogers type who's very troubled. Holy yeah, fucking dude. balls! It's gonna be so good. Yeah, and Jim Henson really Company is doing all the puppets. When is this supposed to come out? In a month. Yeah. Oh, thank God! Now that's great. You know. Yeah. It's really it looks good. so good. That's good news right there. <laughs> that's I'm another excited. whole podcast. That's yeah. another whole podcast. Fuck yeah! That sounds awesome. On that, on that show. Well, our Legion podcast, we learned the dedication it takes it, it's to hard do a weekly fuck. podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. And you're welcome to. We're welcome to try Legion. it again. Legion, Legion. Yeah. Ben really likes Legion. 
I every time I have, I've watched a few episodes, but every time I start he does watching, a, he goes, "All right, we're gonna turn this shit off." Exactly, exactly what happens, and then I watch like I was watching it the other day. I turned on. How far? How far? How far have you got? Episode five of the first season. Okay, so season one's good, and the end of season one. <laughs> you gotta give it at least. Three no, 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 no. Season one is good. impeccable. The, the, the but end of season okay. one is really it where you all go. it all literally will fucking unwind itself by the end of the season. It's and it it's okay. not it's not one of those things where it's like Dragon Ball Z where it's like it's so epic but it's not that epic because it just keeps on going right. and it's bullshit. The same. It's literal. It's over. literally like it all fucking makes sense and it's insane. And then season two mm. is way crazier <laughs> and about the end it all makes sense again. But like that's I. It doesn't really make sense yet. Yeah, that because you're only on episode five. You got to get through episode yeah, eight. Yeah, you, you have to. It's it's one of those things that you're like, huh? I don't get it. What are you even making a show? And then you keep <laughs> and then you keep watching, and it's like, yeah. holy oh, fucking you're shit! The best show. Now I get it. No, I kept watching because <laughs> the dude from what's his name, Flight of the Concords, Jermaine um, Clement. Jermaine. Yeah. yeah, his name's He's Oliver. Inside his fucking. In his uh, ice cube, like his astral plane, yeah, and it's like, damn, that's fucking dope, dude. Like that. It gets way he crazier. Get, he is a, this a, is Bowie out to Bowie. <laughs> Can you hear me out there, man? <laughs> Oliver and uh, Lenny are the best fucking characters. They're so fucking good. Lenny, like the the what's her name? Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Characters. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her character gets so good. Oh my dude. god! Really? There's more of her? Oh, oh she's in season. Okay, so maybe I will. Watch. She's she in season two. Season two. Because I, I actually like physically. No, love her. she her, becomes yeah. her character has the most change, and it's insane. Yeah, she. That's cool. She has. Okay. She has one of the greatest arcs ever. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, I would not have expected that. Exactly. Right. Keep on watching the goddamn <laughs> show. <laughs> 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 Okay, but anyway, eighth grade, yeah, good time. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> yeah, watching that movie. movie. Watch that movie. Uh, we all love it. I, I give it eight hard boners strapped uh, duct tape to my leg. <laughs> <laughs> out of eight. I was going to say eight out of eight so grades. Eight banana gonna, spiders yeah. for you over there. <laughs> all right. Eight banana spider bites over here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> out of what? Eight or ten? Hey, how many dicks you got? <laughs> Four. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a tri- it's a qu- it's a triple load. That's two dicks up right there. I meant a double load. I'm so sorry. I don't a know double math. load. Yeah. 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 We'll cut it out when I say triple, and we'll dub in uh, double. Dub. We'll dub in. Dub. We'll dub in double. The uh, also, another thing that's Dub so funny, dubber. as we're winding down, I know you guys haven't rated anything, and I'm going to totally skew this somewhere else. Not that you have to rate it, but we never talked about nothing but trouble, and at next podcast, we should just start talking about that for okay. 10 minutes. <laughs> and then- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. That movie was very difficult to watch. <laughs> very difficult. Very, very hard yeah. to watch. Uh, I never want to step into Oof. Dan Aykroyd's mind ever again. Oh, my again. God. Fuck no. And I don't think anyone else Fuck does. Dan Aykroyd. That was Tupac's and first solo. <laughs> really? Yeah. He didn't even record Dude. anything yet. 
That was the okay. reason. That he was got... that okay. was Dan Aykroyd. No, wait, we gotta say. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, it next yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just want yeah, to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, any any closing <laughs> remarks on eighth grade at all? Nothing but trouble. Would would anything like to? Nothing but my ass is like... on fire. <laughs> I tried to fight for days, but, but this Chipotle is not giving me the time of day. I need to say, do duty, do duty. Let's go watch a movie. What is that? That's Kyle. That's an old Kyle song, Chipotle. This Chipotle is nothing but trouble. Oh my God, that? I do remember. Kyle that. Daly. Kyle Daly. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Daly. Hell yeah. I've got it. I've got it saved in my email somewhere. Uh, everyone, I do probably in my everyone email. is listening to this who doesn't know our friend Kyle. Go look up the dadfocus.bandcamp.com and just listen to some of his music. Fuck yeah. It's yeah, hundred percent. Do it right now. <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself to that. Treat yourself. <laughs> That's dad focus. The dad, the dad focus. The dad focus. <laughs> TM. <laughs> and the dad focus is something that we all know about. Yeah. Mostly you, Dan. But it's 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 <laughs> it's when you're ignoring your children and looking off into the distance into a brighter future. <laughs> <laughs> or like your child's at the bottom of the pool, and you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> but then you feel so you that feel grill. a slight sense of relief, and it's weird. Yeah. I always thought of the dad focus as like a a hyper focus of just like on top of it all. Like it is dad, your dad, dude. Yeah. You got to be He's on top focused. of that shit. Yeah, but it's because you're a dad, dude. Yeah. It's because like, you internalize yeah. that shit and turn it into like the dad. Yeah, focus. you're doing that, but at the same time, all you're looking at is like a field off of a mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that field. I could run fuck free. It, fuck that field. I'll dig a hole in that field and fuck it. Your eyeballs just spinning rapidly in your head. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Coming of Age Thanks, Podcast. Uh, this is a fun Thank time. you, ben. ben. Thanks, Ben. Thank you yeah, so thank you, much for being on. You guys came in my age, so I'm really happy this is my first time. <laughs> yeah. So over the next... Come in my age. Next, Come in my uh, age. Come in my age. Come in my age. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how like these different themes that we mentioned way earlier like play out in different coming of age films. We're going to be doing Empire of the Sun, Submarine by Richard Iowade, and Ooh, that's a good movie. It's a great movie. And then we're going to do um, uh, uh, My Own Private Idaho. Oh, that's um, an even better movie, man. <laughs> so we got some good. Yeah. We got some good films like coming up. And we're gonna like kind of talk about how these different coming of age themes and like like his, his, the historical themes of it are gonna show up in different ways in these films and kind of how like modern culture and popular culture has kind of internalized the coming of age storylines. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch Empire of the Sun. I must say I've never seen it. None of us have ever seen it. Ben, have you seen it? I don't think so. Who's in it? It's a Steven Spielberg film with Christian Bale as as a a young child. Is he like a little newspaper boy? No. It's uh, like him moving to... uh, India or something? I I think uh, it's... Bangladesh? I have not. It's an an Asian country. I can't remember exactly because I haven't seen the film, but I I watched the... I have not seen Empire of the I watched the Spielberg documentary. I know with him. I would think it would be Japan. <laughs> being called Empire of the Sun or China or something, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's Tibet. It might be. It might be. Nepal. Tibet. The pattern. Tibet or Nepal. The sun. 
Um, it's time. Tibet and Nepal. It's time to put Tibet, hey Tibet guys, to I bed. Gotta, I gotta go to Tibet. Hey, Tibet and Nepal. <laughs> Tibet and Nepal. Tibet and Nepal. Tibet and Nepal. Tibet and Nepal. Rudd. I watched forty-year-old version the other night. Yeah. Was that, really that okay? We're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> we're saying goodbye. I Rango the other day, guys. Yeah. Hey guys, I watched this fucking shitty ass movie called Knocked Up. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, those movies are good, but let's not talk about them well, right now. Hey, about you guys remember watching, real? I've been watching not, Jonathan Demi movies. That's not what any of this is about. Okay, let us just say, guys, if you're listening to this episode, you enjoyed it. Go to our Instagram or our Twitter. Our Instagram is coming of age pod. Our Twitter is coming of age pod underscore, and our Ooh. Facebook is coming of age pod one. Um, oh, is it? I didn't even yeah. know that. It's so fun. We're we're really we're, we're scouring the land. People have That's taken right. this fucking one. name on every platform in one of the different ways. Yeah. So yeah, like, it, it progressively like, goes. Yeah, like, it just get like yeah. for some reason it just gets worse and worse on every platform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it it's cannot be uniform. <laughs> Apparently, we're not allowed to have a uniform. If, eventually, channel. if we ever get big and we want to buy those. <laughs> Some guy will just be like, "Hey, man, I'll sell you the fucking uh, it's cool. domain name it's... for a hundred thousand dollars." And that's how the podcast turns into the serial killer podcast. Yeah, because we will start pay. killing people. Yeah, I'm going to kill you for the domain, and it's on a permanent <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> it's cool. Nobody uses Facebook anymore, anyways. Ooh. No, well, oh, actually, boy. quite a callback, callback, call, call, callback, callback. Oh, it's so a callback. It's a callback. No, dude, let's call back. Call that. Call that. Yeah, we'll you stop. called that call back. I guess we need a Snapchat. They did. Call that. We need a Snapchat. <laughs> we have a Discord though, and that's going to be something that we like start utilizing in the future. Is our Discord? Do we have a Steam account? <laughs> no. Wait, what is that? We've got a disc jockey. Do we, do we have a Do we have a Twix? Are we on Twix? We are going to do a Twitch thing soon. I have a great idea, dude. I fucking love Twix. Like. Just candy, caramel, the caramel, wafer. the caramel, and the uh, wafer. You guys should chocolate. release a toll-free number for people to call, and then they can fucking listen to your podcast. We're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do an email. I so I want to drop an album that way. You call the phone number, and you just listen to the music as if it was hold music, and that's and, it, it. and it has to be oh a landline. God. That's amazing. And it's just something so it's like the beginning that so you have to yeah, stay on the phone yeah, for can't, a minute. You can't, like you fast can't forward, yeah, you can't get you back in the middle. You just have to listen to it anytime you call, or it's like 24-7 Seinfeld reruns. Okay. Like and then if you make it if you make it to the end, there's a fucking uh, answering machine. You get to leave a message. Hell <laughs> yeah. And then the little fucking saw dude, jigsaw guy fucking bikes out of your closet. Yeah. And it's a whole fucking and, thing. And it's Dan. Yeah. You fall directly through the ground. And that's the coming of it. <laughs> this house has people. And then he goes, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I, I thought it'd be funny. I'm 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 gonna leave. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh my god. My coworker, which we should have on this podcast, his name is Rob. He's fucking hilarious. His name's Rob Goldman. And like <laughs> he's just a fantastic man. Uh he was talking about That's one letter away from one of the victims of the OJ incident. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Ron Goldman. Yeah. yeah. He was. Someone like messed up his name and he, the other day, and uh, uh, 
my co- other coworker was like, oh, Rob, I'd spelled your name wrong. He's like, what'd you spell? Silverstein? <laughs> I was like, that's fucking fantastic. He's, he's right on show. there. I like that. <laughs> but he was talking about, uh, uh, hey, if you, if, if you went to hell or purgatory or whatever you, know, you believe in, or maybe not believe in, just as a thing, and uh, there was one song that had to be playing the whole time. I was thinking about this while I was listening to classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> he was like telling me this and he was like I was listening to a lot of terrible classic rock but then I was thinking what if it was just Barney and it was like I love you you <laughs> love me for the rest of eternity and I was like <laughs> I could not fucking stand that shit <laughs> yeah. and he's the perfect amount of uh, serious and beautiful he's from Orlando he literally has lived in Orlando for five for, for five years and he does not know nearly enough of the same people as us. Wow. <laughs> but he's totally like into is. music and shit. He listens to everything we listen to. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, where the, where have you nice. been? Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Right. I, I want to say one Thanks, thing. Thanks, everyone. I want to say one thing before thank we you. end our coming of age, like, first episode. The, the namesake of the entire podcast. Um, boyhood fucking sucks. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Boyhood for a second because did you see Boyhood, both of you? I have not. The Richard Linklater yeah. Boyhood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They relied too much on the fact that, like, wow, he spent a lot of time filming it. Boyhood yeah. is, well, like, the spent ultimate. spent so much fucking time filming Why it, is it not a, a better movie? movie? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Try a little bit harder. It, it was like that was – it was like a gimmick film. It was. Yeah. yeah. You know who it I like, the though? Entire, his entire actual time. I love, uh, what's her name? Patricia Arquette. And Ethan really Hawke. They're both great. Like, yeah. They're yeah. both great. I love those two. Yeah. But, but other than that, <laughs> they're the only professional actors in it, and the rest of the movie's terribly written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke was like made for something like that with all the sunrise, sunset shit. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Uh, and he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know what's up. Uh, I'll. Do this over f- fucking 18 years? Sure. Sure. I have to show up for two days every six years? Okay. Yeah. It's just like my fatherhood. I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Thanks for anyway, me. fuck that movie. Let's say goodbye. Like Richard Linklater, hate that fucking movie. If you like that fucking movie, you're not going to like our coming of age episodes. But fuck you. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> wow. Goodbye. <laughs> It's always a hostile ending. (laughs) Bye-bye. Gucci. All right, I'm done. (laughs) Fuck you.